Hello team, welcome to the Strong, Healthy, Happy podcast. The podcast that teaches you how to build a strong, healthy, happy body with an anti-diet culture and mental health approach. I'm Liz Campbell, owner and trainer at M12 Fitness. Let's get on with today's episode so you can start building a strong, healthy, happy body. If you've ever felt a bit of a leak after coughing, jumping, sneezing, today's podcast episode is going to be for you. Mariah Nalder from Live It Fitness here in Calgary is joining me today. One thing that she offers is pelvic floor health. Hi. Hi, Liz. How are you? I'm great. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. So before we get started kind of diving into the pelvic floor health stuff, tell us a bit about Live It Fitness. What do you do? Who do you serve? Kind of what's your mission? So I have been running a small group training for women for seven years now. Uh, I'm actually a social worker by background, uh, and I was doing that before pregnancy, during pregnancy, after pregnancies. I'm a mama to three. Um, The youngest is 10 right now and a 13-year-old and almost 14-year-old. And yeah, so I was in the social work field. And then when my babies, um, when I started having babies, I struggled really bad with postpartum anxiety. Like I bet I always had some anxiety going on and it just got amplified by all the things motherhood can throw you away. Sleep deprivation, hormones, a little bit of a loss of sense of self. Um, So my anxiety got so bad that I, I really struggled. And I started picking up running and just some movements Uh, to help me move that energy through my body. And I started to notice how much that truly helped me mentally. So at that time, I started going to the gyms a little bit, like whenever I could make it work with the schedule, with the littles. And I just missed, um, I missed so many things there. I missed the personal connection. I missed that people actually had no idea where I was at physically, mentally, in my stage, in motherhood, right? With like my core or recovery. Um, I, I missed that there was no real messaging besides go hard and push hard. Oh, so, yeah. right. And I, yeah, so I was like, okay, I want to, I want to do something here. So I started taking different certifications and that's when I just started to focus on fitness. So that's when I, yeah, I just, started really small in my basement and in the community. And uh, now for the last couple of years, I have a home-based studio. Uh, and of course, over the last couple of years, I've been going online. So that's truly how I've started with fitness. But then since the last three years, I've been diving more into pelvic floor health because I was teaching a high impact class myself at a time. It's called high fitness, super fun, like two music, it's a dance party on steroids, but you're jump tucking, you're squatting, you're burping, you're jumping. All the intense stuff. Yeah. Oh, wow. All the intense stuff. So, and that's when I realized, oh, okay. So there's a little bit of an issue for me here because I couldn't stay dry. Like I was leaking a lot. Um, that's when I realized that a lot of my participants, my clients, they were leaking a lot, but that a lot of instructors that I knew in the community were constantly laughing it off. And we were all talking about where do you go for your pads and right. Like, and just running to the bathroom. And I was like, okay, this is, it doesn't sound like this is just what should be happening. So I started doing more research. I started taking a lot more courses and through practicing what I learned, I turned my own symptoms around and I was like, okay, this, this is just not talked about enough and just not enough education for women. So I started teaching workshops and helping women to improve their symptoms. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where it all, where it all started. So you definitely, you had that personal experience and you knew 
all these other women, obviously, who are having the same problem and you just wanted to help, basically. Yeah, because it is such a, it's a muscle that we just don't talk about, right? And that we, I never knew, like I had at that point, I was 10 years postpartum of my third one. Never. I was a trainer. I had never focused on, well, not at the time though, throughout my pregnancies, but I had never focused on actual core restoration. I was actually running a half marathon and not because I wanted to toot my own horn. It was not smart, but I didn't know better at the time. I was running a half marathon four months after my third baby was born. So I was training probably two weeks after, I don't know, like something stupid like that. So so I didn't know better too, right? It's just not, it doesn't get the attention it might need. And it's, it's really, yeah. I'm like, it's, it's so important. Yes. Leaking can be really invasive, right? Like if you have to go around it in your day and you're embarrassed and for a lot of women, it shows up as bladder urgency and frequency. And a lot of my clients, they're like, I I'm so embarrassed. I can't go anywhere Mm -hmm. without worrying that I'm not going to make it to the bathroom in time. And these are ladies that are some, some of them are 65 and they have turned their symptoms around. So it's not too late, right? We don't have to be early postpartum. Yes. Ideally that's when we start paying attention to it, but if you have not done that, yes, even at 60, 65, you can start to do things to improve that function and it will ripple out up and down the chain. You as a trainer know that, right? Like your core affects so much more. Absolutely. Yeah. So what, I guess my question is like anyone who comes to you about um, like pelvic floor health, what are the most common issues that you hear from these women? So the leaking is a big one, right? Whether it is maybe they're not jumping, but they're coughing and they're laughing mm-hmm. and they, they just sneezing and they can't do that without leaking. Um, the urgency and frequency, as I said, is a big one too. And that could be due to a too tight pelvic floor. So a too tight pelvic floor is actually more common than we might think. Uh, as I just shared earlier, I struggled with anxiety. I actually had a too tight pelvic floor. It's really common to hold stress in our pelvic oh, floor. Okay. Yeah. Really common. It's a stress container. If you go back to like the East Eastern, um, like the root chakra, that would be where we hold fear about our safety, our, our sense of belonging, our health, our family, our security. So throughout the last two years, if you think about all those terms, um, it's not weird that we might have a lot of fears and tension that we just hold in that muscle without realizing it. So yes, that too tight pelvic floor is a big one. Um, And just through becoming more aware of how you carry your body and how you breathe, a lot of women turn their symptoms around. And it's, it's so it's not that you have to do 100 Kegels a day. Yeah, all the time. There's more to it. And which is, I think is the good news because I don't want to do a hundred kegels a day. <laughs> Who wants to do a hundred kegels a day? No, <laughs> and nobody does it. That's the problem, right? Like okay. we might do that. And we think like, this is it. And this is going to be it. And then you do it for like a week and then you fall off the wagon, so to speak. Um, so there is, I teach a full boot, full booty, no, a full body approach to pelvic floor health. So it is about the ABCs, I call them. It's about alignments, it's about breathing, and it's about correction of imbalances in your body. And all of that can make a huge difference long-term. So it's not just a quick fix, but it, all those things, it's, it might sound like a lot, but it's actually really simple strategies and habits that you can just make part of your daily life, a habit mm-hmm. uh, that, that can truly do quite a bit of magic down there. Awesome. So can different symptoms kind of tell you whether you are dealing with, say, like a weaker pelvic floor as opposed to that tighter pelvic floor? I remember you just saying urgency is a sign of a tighter pelvic floor. So 
are the symptoms different? And you can tell whether you have a weak or a tight pelvic floor just from those symptoms. Good question. So first off, I'm not a pelvic floor physiotherapist, so I don't do internal exams. Mm -hmm. So that would always be my first, if people are like, I don't know for sure what I'm dealing with, know what you're dealing with, right? So see a pelvic floor physiotherapist to get the diagnosis. But yes, the, the, the cues that might give it away, a too tight pelvic floor might also cause painful intercourse. Oh, okay. right? So a lot of women deal with painful intercourse and they just think they also have to just deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so painful intercourse, constipation is another really common one oh, for two okay. tight pelvic floor. Yeah. Uh, and then indeed that urgency or frequency um, is too tight pelvic floor. A weaker pelvic floor might feel like that can, that can lead into the prolapse kind of symptoms, right? Where one of your organs, either your uterus or your, your rectum or your bladder, partially or completely falls through the pelvic floor now you might feel like it's really it feels like a dragging or a heavy feeling Mm -hmm. on that pelvic floor almost like your tampon is half wanting to come out this kind of feeling that can be more uh that weak pelvic floor and then if you talk about posture if you kind of see women how they stand it might also give away if they are dealing more with a too tight or a uh, or a weaker overstretched pelvic floor because how we how our pelvis is tucked under or back um, it's it causes our pelvic floor to be in an either overstretched or or a too contracted state which doesn't help so posture can do a lot oh okay that does that does kind of thinking about that now that does make sense the position of your pelvis oh yeah. okay it's really interesting because you yeah. could even notice it if you just sit and you kind of try to sit on your bum. So you roll your pelvis under a posterior tilt mm-hmm. and you try to do a Kegel there or you do the Donald Duck and you really push your booty back <laughs> and your chest forward. Yeah. And you try to do a pelvic floor lift there and then kind of switch it to neutral, which would be right in the middle of those positions. Yeah. You would, you might, if you can find that pelvic floor connection, that's part of the problem sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but you might see that it's, you get way more range of motion in that pelvic floor in that neutral spine position versus tucked under or tucked forward. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, that's so interesting. I'm sitting here and I'm trying to like yeah, but I'm trying to like lift your pelvic floor. I'm like, am I doing it? I'm not even sure That's- because like you said, there's just not a lot of information for women about stuff like this. It's true. And we just lost that connection to it. And now that I know how to breathe and truly we can, we can talk about that because we can uh, go over that together if you want, because just through your breath, I don't have, as I said, a Kegel regime going on right now, like Mm -hmm. a a routine, but I know how to engage my pelvic floor through my breath throughout my day, which you could say are maybe like Kegels, but no, it's, it's more like it gets a range of motion. Ideally your pelvic floor, it's kind of like a piston, your whole core, right? Like if you look at the top of your core, it's a canister, would be your diaphragm. Mm-hmm. Bottom of that canister would be your pelvic floor. The front would be like your TVA, your low deep core, and the back like your multifidus, multifidus, that, that's uh, muscle around your spine. That's mm-hmm. that whole core, and they work as like a dynamic team. So ideally, when you take an inhale, and this is where most women also mess it up, they're like, oh, I used to do it the opposite way. But when you inhale, ideally the diaphragm lowers, mm-hmm. and there's organs then they're going to be sliding and gliding and they're going to go pushed, be pushed down because the diaphragm is lowering. Well, if the pelvic floor stays right where it is, it's going to all jam right onto the pelvic floor. Oh, so okay, ideally, yeah. when we take that inhale, our pelvic floor lowers too. 
And then when we exhale, it's kind of like a piston. It all moves back up again. So now you can see that it is kind of like a pelvic floor lift, but it's just your pelvic floor doing what it's supposed to be doing, supposed to go through some range of motion. So there's indeed different cues I teach to find that connection, like some visual cues, some more um, like sensational cues, because it is, it is sometimes hard to, to get that, to tune in mm -hmm. um, and to find that connection. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's do some of these breathing exercises you were talking about. I was going to ask some tips to like work on the pelvic floor, but let's try this. If we can do this together and then anyone yeah. listening can also do it along with us. Yeah. I love it. So yeah, when I do what I do to start off with, and again, here, you need to have a little bit of patience and grace and compassion for yourself because yeah, this might not come natural right away. Most of us are chest breathers, right? Or we just have oh, never yeah. learned to breathe correctly and mm -hmm. fully and optimally. So it takes a little bit of time, but I swear, like if you can stick with it, it is a, it's a call to core connection breath. And maybe you heard about it before, um, but it's like the fastest way to get yourself out of the fight flight into the rest digest state. So your nervous system is going to thank you so much. And it's like the easiest accessible way to center yourself, to calm yourself. Mm -hmm. um, so what I like to do to start off is to get, and I know this is video, so we see each other, but if you listen to audio, try to envision that one of your hands is going to wrap around your rib cage. Okay. 360. So all my fingers are at the front and my thumb is at the back, but I'm, I'm kind of hovering around my rib cage. My other hand is at my low belly and I'm kind of sitting up nice and straight. I find my sit bones. So I'm sitting on my sit bones and I have my spine nicely long and extended. Mm -hmm. My shoulders are kind of right above my hips and my chin is not all the way forward. I have it kind of tucked in. So now we right away talk about posture, optimal posture. Mm -hmm. So when I inhale, I'm trying to envision, actually, let's just take a couple of breaths here without judging anything. Let's just see what happens. So we'll take a couple of breaths here and you just see where all your air goes. No forcing it, just breathing. So you're not judging it, you're just breathing. And maybe you notice that, you know what, it's really hard for you to get anything in your hands because you're a chest breather, which is very common. Um, so now what we're gonna do is we're gonna consciously just try to send that air. And if you can envision that diaphragm again, your diaphragm is gonna lower. And I want you to try to get air 360 into that rib cage. So it's not just belly breathing, which is the yoga way. Oh, but I, I don't that. want- Yeah. Do you? I do, yeah. So, yeah. So yes, ideally 360 in your hand. So also in that back and that back is loving a little bit of range of motion. That thoracic spine can be so stuck mm -hmm. and it also needs to move. So yeah, that air goes into your belly, but also into your 360 in your rib cage. And then if you can multitask all this stuff, you're also going to see if you can just let that pelvic floor go a little bit on that inhale. And then on the exhale, you see if it can recoil back up and your, your TVA, your low core is just slightly cinching back in. Nothing crazy. It just slightly falls back into place. So inhale, air goes 360, belly lets go, and your pelvic floor lets go. Is there exhale. anything in particular we should be feeling for that kind of pelvic floor to kind of lift up on the inhale? Yeah. Um, well, what I like to do is to get some feedback so okay. some perennial feedback. So if you would sit on a stability ball, one of those Swiss exercise balls, mm -hmm. and you would kind of 
uh, grab your bum cheeks and you open it up a little bit, you would be able to get some feedback from that ball on your perineum. Oh, and okay. on that inhale, or if you roll up a towel in between your legs. So it might sound all very, but it's just that tactical feedback so that mind-body connection can become easier. So yeah, I mean, you drop that pelvic floor, you just try to get a little bit more pressure on that material, on the ball, on the towel. Oh, and when you okay. lift, you try to pull it away from the ball, from the towel. Oh, neat. Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm yeah. sitting right now, I'm on a pillow. So I'm like, things are kind of flat for me, but I'm going to try this after we're done here today. Cause I yeah. really am curious about this now. Well, and there's cues, right? Like maybe a lot of people have heard of the blueberry. So you're trying to imagine picking up a blueberry underneath you with your vagina. Oh, okay. Or, and I'm just going to call things what they are, or with your anus, because there's three parts to your pelvic floor. And that's the thing, when we talk about Kegels, how we have been taught to do it, it's most likely stop the flow of urine. Right. Is that what you have been taught? Stop the flow of urine. But that's just (laughs) right. But that's just the front part of your pelvic floor. That's where your uterus, your your sphincter around your sorry, not your uterus, your your sphincter around your urethra. Mm -hmm. But there's the middle, your vagina, and there's the back, your anus, your rectum. So there's different parts to the pelvic floor that we can focus on strengthening. So when you talk about blueberries, you can lift up blueberries, try to find that with your vagina. You can try to lift it up with your anus, if you can connect to that back part. And there's different way to trans to progress that. But there's also the cues like um, if that doesn't work well for you and you're like, I don't want to think about blueberries ever for the rest of my life like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or smoothies, right? Like there's, you can suck it up through a straw. That's another cue to try to get that engagement. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if you think about your sit bones, like you can try to see if you can, um, if, if you think about a line between your left sit bone and your right sit bone, you would try to imagine shortening that line between your light, left and right sit bone. That would be another cue without really squeezing oh. your buttocks. Okay. Yeah. Not a cue to find that connection to your pelvic floor. It takes some focus and mindfulness, mm-hmm. um, but it's possible. And yeah, so focusing on your breath through and connecting to your pelvic floor through your breath that way, it can honestly, like a lot of women, they have just taken, they have different parts of different courses. And a lot of women have taken just that simple, basic foundational course where we just talk about breathing and they have turned their symptoms around just because their pelvic floor was just stuck, Mm -hmm. right? Like it never got any movements and it just needed to be able to optimally work as a part of the team that your core is. Yeah. Because your pelvic floor is also a master compensator. So if your TVA is a little bit weak, mm-hmm. your pelvic floor will kick in and work overtime. So now you get maybe a weak pelvic floor because it's doing a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Or if your glutes are weak, your pelvic floor will kick in and work overtime. So it's, there is, yeah, it's a, it's a dynamic unit. There's definitely that all over fitness, like function that goes along with having proper pelvic floor health. Exactly. That full body approach. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is, is really huge. And it's just very foundational. And of course, foundational is not really sexy, right? Because, well, I think it's not sexy to pee your pants, but, um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, <right. laughs> but it doesn't sell, right? Like if you talk about, Hey, how can I get you the abs for summer? How can I get you a tight tone tush mm-hmm. that sells? But if I talk about how can I get you your, your foundations optimally working, 
Yeah, it doesn't yeah. sound as awesome. But if you know how that affects you in the rest of your day, if it if you know that now you show up without that fear, without that worry, you can do the things. You can jump on the trampoline with your kids. You can go to the store without fearing like you need to park your cards and run to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. All those things, they just add up to how you show up in life and how you feel in life, right? And and that does mean that you can minimize injury. Like if your back always goes out and you wonder why could be your pelvic floor, right? Like it's, if your knees bother you and you're like, yeah, I don't know, I'm, I'm strengthening them. Like I'm doing, like there is so much to it. Those foundations to take care of those foundations are just amazing now and in your future. Where can we find Live It Fitness online? So I am most active on Instagram, which is at Live It Fitness YYC. Um, my website, I need to update. So I would definitely, I like to engage there so people can send me a DM just to ask questions or to open up the conversation. That's truly my main thing. I want to open up the conversation and change the narrative for women that we just have to suck it up and it's normal to know yeah. and you can do things about it. So yeah, I would be happy to connect on Instagram for sure. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks, Liz. Miraya has helped many women feel confident and worry-free in their day-to-day activities. She wants you to know that leaking when you cough or laugh or anything like that does not have to be your norm and there is something you can do about it. Today, she's offered a free video training about bladder urgency and frequency, which you can find the link for in today's podcast show notes. That's our episode. Thanks so much for your time, team. I always appreciate you being here. If you enjoyed today's episode, I invite you to like, share, subscribe, and I would truly appreciate a review if you feel so inclined to leave one. Check out what M12 Fitness is all about and what we offer at m12fitness.com. That's m12fitness.com. And find us on Facebook and Instagram at m12fitnessliz. Thanks again so much for being part of the team, and I'll be back with more soon.